Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. That is just a fact of life. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history, Pedro Fernandez. Woo's going to be good. Thomas C. Caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios in the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV. Often imitated but never duplicated, but I got to turn on the microphone first, and I didn't that time. Bottom line is, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Welcome to the longest-running fight show in history. Of course, 37, make that 38-plus years now of knocking out all bums. Often imitated but never duplicated. For the next two hours, live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 217, and like a plethora of other Internet platforms. Bottom line is, we're talking boxing and MMA, mostly boxing. We've got open phone lines all around the planet. If you'd like to join us, you can. one 800 878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, there's also the guilt-free, no-commitment text line. You can text us here in the studio, 415-275-1613. The text line, once again, 415-275-1613. Of course, we're coming to you live on Twitch.tv. Check out the Sports Byline USA channel. Live video as we stream for the next two hours. Coming to you live from the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, we'll be talking about the draw last night for the undisputed 154-pound championship. Brian Castano and, of course, one of the, only one of the Charlos, Jamal Charlo. Jamal Charlo was in auction last night. Of course, it was a draw. Jamal won the last three rounds. What does that tell you? The other man wasn't prepared to go the 12-round distance. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Doctor prescribed me Viagra. 
It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now. And get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. Ron Barr here. Now that people are getting out and exercising more, I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor helps those exercise-related pains and general muscle aches and pains. Now, if you're going to be working in the garden, you're going to be using your hands a lot. And if your hands hurt, listen to what Julia Brown had to say about using Relief Factor. I had pain in my hands that kept me from work and doing projects around the home. I heard about Relief Factor on the radio and began taking it, and it left me with pain-free hands again. I was able to do the things around the house that I enjoy doing. I'm so glad I found Relief Factor. 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living. Be sure to check out Relief Factor at relieffactor.com or give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Time for your small business report presented by Dell Small Business. If you're like many entrepreneurs, you have a business idea and you're ready to run with it. But be careful not to let your concept snowball into something overcomplicated. Try to start small and narrow your focus. Learn how to test your business idea so that it fulfills your promise to customers and exceeds expectations. And cut unnecessary features that water down your offerings and cost you money. As a small business, you don't need all the bells and whistles of a giant corporation. It'll be easier to add to your business as it grows. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Black Friday and July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business and be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. And speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today. I hope that you understand that that one single person not one single committee can do anything for boxing. It is absolutely necessary that we all get together. We work together. We respect each other. We like and love each other. The one, the only, Don Jose Suleiman. May he rest in peace. Of course, the founder of the WBC World Boxing Council. One of our sponsors here on Ring Talk Live Worldwide, a.k.a. WBC Boxing TV last night. The WBC, the WBA, the WBO, the IB, every champion in the world, every sanctioning body you can imagine was in action last night as far as 154 pounds was concerned. Of course, the majority of those belts is held by Jermell Charlo. Of course, Jermell Charlo, one of the Charlo brothers, a twin. Of course, his brother is the undefeated 160-pound champion, thought to be.
be the better of the two, or Jermell is thought to be the lesser of the two. Anyway, the bottom line is, last night he went to a spirited 12-round draw. It was a great fight for boxing, and most guys had their moments, no doubt about that. Of course, Charlo winning the last three rounds on all three of the judges' scorecards sort of sort of sealed, uh, sealed the fate as far as the draw was concerned, because had he not done that, he'd have lost. So that's how close the fight was. Let me talk about the scores. Of course, they were like one, one score. One judge had a 117-111. What was Nelson Vasquez thinking? 117-111. That means he gave Brian Castano only three rounds. Yikes. That, that was pretty, that was a bit of a stretch. Anyway, um, so Castano's now 17-0, still undefeated. The two draws, 12 KOs. Um, Mr. Mr. A, you got to give him some props. He's like still once beaten, 34-1-1, 18 kills, and still the champion as far as Charlo is concerned. But, you know, how can I put this? 114-113 for Cassano, 114-114 the other way draw, and then 117-111 for um, Charlo by Mr. Vasquez. That that judges, um, that, that, that score is a bit of an, how can I put this? I don't want to rip the judge, but I will. Bottom line is that's like an indictment of your ability to score a fight. If you thought that young man only won three rounds of that fight last night, you should turn in your scorecard right now and never ever judge a fight again professionally or go back to the Golden Gloves. Take that back. That score wasn't good enough for the Golden Gloves because if you screwed up over 12 rounds, God knows you screw up over three rounds. Anyway, bottom line is uh, not a, not all that bad of a fight last night, 154 pounds. Of course, that was on Showtime. The co-feature, Raleigh Romero. My buddy Raleigh, we'll get to him a little bit later, but Raleigh Romero, of course, he roughed up Ryan Garcia in the gym about six or eight months, think about it, about a year ago. Of course, Ryan Garcia in action with anxiety issues, uh, talking about making a comeback maybe for the end of the year. We'll see if that happens. Anyway, Raleigh Romero pounded on a guy named Anthony Yidget, who came in like five pounds overweight. Yidget now 24 and two with 18 kills. Bottom line is he couldn't lick a stamp if you wet his tongue. He just, he just couldn't. And he got pounded on like a Congo drum for like seven rounds. Raleigh just kept pounding and pounding and pounding. Finally stopped. The fight was stopped. At 154, round number seven, Romero now 14-0. Of course, Romero now next up for Javante Davis. Javante Davis holds a belt, a WBA belt at 135 pounds, as does Raleigh Romero. Raleigh's the interim champion. Uh, Davis is the real champion, supposedly. So bottom line is these guys are going to hook it up. And guess what? Raleigh's being fed to the Lions by Floyd Mayweather. I mean, hey, you know, he's not going to be the A-side of any record. I just don't think Bali Raleigh Romero is going to be the A-side of any record. So might as well get what you can, why you can, get the payday against Davis, and of course, and that'll probably be it. From that point forward, I think he'll be an opponent. This is the way I think Raleigh Romero, although he's a rough guy, I don't see him as a, a, I just don't see him as top five guy. I really don't. I may be wrong. I may be wrong, but of course, he, he is famous for lumping up Ryan Garcia outside of that. Mm, I don't know. But as far as Brian Castano is concerned last night, and I got a text here last night you're not being oh, I am being fair enough okay the guy didn't win the last three rounds if you lose the last that's 25% of the fight if you lose the last 25% of the fight how can you even expect to win a close fight how can you do that you can't do it let's do the math it's 12 12 rounds that's all it is you win the majority of 12 rounds guess what 7 to 5 8 to 4 9 to 3 10 to 2 11 to 1 you won the fight it is six six it's a draw five five one it's a five five two it's a draw bottom line is last night fight was a spirited draw over 12 rounds and i think that the fact that they're gonna probably have to do it again that's gonna rock and roll as far as boxing circles it will build up a little anticipation this wasn't a bad fight it wasn't i mean castano fought square he fought amateurish i mean some of the some of the, i was i was i mean when you watch guys fight on tv and you know how to fight a little bit you sort of cringe when they commit mistakes that you say to yourself just, just, just 
just correcting that one one thing could probably win this fight. And he fought a little bit more of an angle instead of square like that. Because when he got close, I tell you one thing, he threw a good left hook to the body. It's one of the best left hooks in the body we've seen in a long time. And, of course, that's a trademark of, of Mexican boxers. That's a trademark of boxing. In fact, Sugar Ray Leonard used to throw one of the meanest left hooks of the body you ever saw in your life, and that's a black fighter. So it's not restricted to Mexican fighters south of the border. But last night, that young man was looking good, no doubt about it. Brian Castano will live the fight another day. He's still undefeated, 17 hours, as I said, a couple of draws now, 12 KOs. Um, at the end of the night, it was a good night for boxing. I really think it was. Raleigh Romero, Raleigh is what he is. And people say to me, I'm too kind to Raleigh Romero. Yeah, right. Bottom line is Raleigh is a piece of work, and we'll see what happens as far as his future is concerned because he's going to hook up with Gervonta Davis, and that's sort of like, as I said, a death sentence. No doubt about it, a death sentence. Speaking of upcoming fights, of course, we've got the big fight coming up with Earl Spence, of course, and Manny Pacquiao, and more people are starting to pick Manny Pacquiao now. At first, it was just my guys, Hector Martinez and and and, and uh and Socrates Palmer, boxing's PhD, saying that Manny's got a chance. I'm saying, you know, Manny's 42 years old. Man, 42 years old, 42-year-old little guy fighting a, a guy that's 31 years old, around 30 years old, and that's at his regular size and at his peak. I mean, supposedly at his physical and mental peak as Earl Spence. But then again, Earl Spence was tossed out of a car about a year and a half ago at 105 miles per hour. Had some brain damage, a brain damage, uh, when I say this, kind of put this, he had a concussion. Because there's no doubt about it, there was blood in his eyes, so you wouldn't have that, that blood in your eyes if you didn't have some type of concussion. So there was some neurological damage done to Earl Spence. Now, is he, is he 100%? Who knows? But I got news for you. If I was fighting him, I'd try to wake him up to all kinds of stuff. Do some dirty stuff to him, step on his feet, hit him on the, hit, hit him with elbows. I throw all kinds of stuff at him and just like try to discombobulate him, make him thinking, ah, you know, try to get him to panic. But knowing Earl Spence with his vast amateur background and the fact that he's a, a solid fighter as a pro will probably lick me like a stamp. No doubt about that. But Manny Pacquiao is a different story. I mean, he's lost. He lost a couple fights along the way, but for the most part, he's won fights that I didn't think he could win. I mean, I thought Miguel Cotto was going to beat him. And I remember talking to Cotto in Cartagena, Colombia. We were down in Colombia for some convention one, one year. This was about ten, eight or ten years ago now. Maybe not that long. 2015, 2013, somewhere around there. Anyway, I asked him, how did you get knocked out by a guy so small? See, I just couldn't imagine it. I couldn't imagine a guy, not a, a featherweight or like a, a bantamweight knocking me out as a 140-pounder. I just couldn't imagine it. And that's how big of a size advantage, that natural size advantage that Miguel Cotto had over Manny Pacquiao. So I said to him, how, how did that happen? He said, I don't know. I've never been hit that hard in my life. And I've been hit by guys that are 165, 170 pounds in the gym. He goes, I've never been hit that hard. And I was, yeah, but in the gym is big gloves. He goes, no, no, I've never been hit that hard ever in my life. Manny Pacquiao, a hell of a puncher, no worry, regardless of the weight. But remember, at 107, 112 pounds, he was a skinny kid, couldn't punch much, went up to 122, beat the recently departed Ledlo Lababa, of course, for the IBF title. And from that point forward, beat Marco Antonio Barrera, had the trilogy with Eric Morales. I mean, he did all kinds of stuff. Moved up to 140 pounds, 147 pounds. Beat up Oscar De La Hoya. Made Oscar retire. And now Oscar's going to come back and fight an MMA fighter named Vitor Belfort. Why not fight me, Oscar? Make me a couple of bucks. Come back and fight me because I've got as much chance or more than Vitor Belfort. So why don't you do that? Bottom line is, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, you're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Hour number two, we'll bring in a young man that will surprise everybody. He's a current United States featherweight champion. That's all I'm going to tell you at this point in time. But he's from the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. And, of course, he is handled by the incomparable, the man himself, Eddie Primetime Croft in B Street Boxing in San Mateo, California. 
You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, of course, sponsored by the World Boxing Council. Check it out, WBCBoxing.com. That's their interactive website. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and have a few beers together and listen to the music. And not make any wrong moves. Okay, I played the Law & Order theme going out to the last break and forgot to hit you up on it. But the bottom line is I'm playing the Law & Order thing right now because Manny Pacquiao's in trouble. 
He is. He's messing around with the Filipino president. The guy's name is Duolami. He's a real killer. I'm telling you, he like drops people out of airplanes for suspected drug use. In other words, he yikes. They just, nah, I'm not going to go there. Anyway, I bring you back to August 21st, 1983. Ninoy Aquino, he was like a stud here in San Francisco in the, in the Filipino community and all throughout the United States, but he was sort of like the president in exile, the people's president in exile. Anyway, uh, he had, I think he was living in coma for a while and then in LA, but the bottom line is he decided he was going to return to the Philippines and run for the presidency against then president Ferdinand Marcos. Now Marcos was a rough dude. Marcos was a gangster, much like Duarlami to an extent. Of course, he's the guy that brought Ali Frazier three, the thrill of Manila to Manila, and of course that bankrupt base almost almost bankrupt the country. But August twenty first, nineteen eighty three, Nino Aquino, the husband of the future president Corazon Aquino, which we'll get to a little bit later. Anyway, he steps off a plane at the uh, Nino. Now they call it Nino Aquino International Airport. He stepped off the plane. He had one foot on the ground, one foot, not two foot, one feet, not two feet. One foot on the ground, and somebody blew him his head off, shot him, just killed him right there, snuck up, boom, he was dead. Like, wow, right then and there. And, of course, President Ferdinand Marcos had that done. I mean, there was no doubt about it. I mean, everybody knew it, and basically the uh, gunmen later alluded to the fact that they were government officials, things like that. They were, they were catered to by the government. Anyway, the bottom line is he was snuffed out. And the reason why he was snuffed out is that he opposed a Filipino president. Now we have Manny Pacquiao. Probably the most popular figure in Filipino history. Well, I, I kid you not. I mean, I can't think of anybody more popular ever, 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 without a doubt, okay? So now he's a senator. Having been a congressman, he's a senator, not in his native country, not in his native city. He, I think he's he went, uh, he ran for senator in his wife's province or something like that. But the bottom line is, he is a senator, and that's the upper echelon of the government in the Philippines. Of course, just like the United States is a, you know, the Congress is the Senate, and the next up is the president. So obviously, he's favored to beat Duwalame if they were to go at at each other as far as next year is concerned. Now, I don't know if there's term limitations going on as far as the Philippines are concerned, but I couldn't imagine any term limitations being involved with this guy, Duwalami, because he's a stone-cold killer, dropping dope fiends. Now, listen, there's a lot of dope fiends in San Francisco. I've seen them coming in this morning. I see guys shooting up here and there, you know, and guys living in shopping carts, all that kind of good stuff, all because of dope, okay? But in the Philippines... They don't put up with that crap. This guy, Duwalami, drops you out of airplanes. Now, if that doesn't scare the snot out of you, if you're doing dope, and if that doesn't scare the snot out of you and want to make you go straight, I don't think anything will. Because that that would definitely want to make us. What happens? If I get caught, what? You're going to drop me out of an airplane? Yeah, I don't think I'll be getting high. I, I'm just I, I'm not, not in public anyway. I wouldn't be getting my putting up and put myself at risk. Anyway, bottom line is this guy's a killer. He's killed all kinds of people, and Manny Pacquiao has put himself on his short list to be killed. Okay, and if he keeps it up, he keeps popping off. Of course, the feud is intensified. Of course, they were going at it back and forth when Manny was in the Philippines. They said, you know, you're a Filipino senator, said the president, you shouldn't be leaving to go do this fight. Blah blah blah, kind of good stuff. You know, he's jealous of the fact that. Pac-Man is the Pac-Man. I mean, Manny Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao is one of the nicest guys you've ever seen in your life. Now, I don't hate to use one of Donald Trump's cliches or anything like that, but he could shoot somebody in the middle of Manila and nobody would say anything about it. I mean, he's just, he's like a god. He's a, he's, he's a wonderful man. He's bought housing for the poor. I mean, he's, he's fed the homeless. You name it. This guy's done a whole lot. And this is leading up to his running for the presidency next year. I think it's a, the some type of liberal they call it a it's not a liberal party it's a conservative party he's going to run for the head as the uh, presidential candidate of the conservative party of course now him and Duwalami were like allies they were buddies for a while now you can be buddies with a guy that throws people out of airplanes when you're a compassionate man like Manny Pacquiao but he was because they were political allies to an extent but now 
<clears throat> Duwalami is basically beating the death drum on Manny Pacquiao. I mean, Manny messes around anymore, he's going to be toast. I kid you not. And if you think I'm kidding, ask Nino Aquino. He can't. He's dead. 1983, they killed him on the tarmac, of course, in, in, in Manila. And his wife, of course, the future president of the Philippines, Corazon Aquino, who I had some interaction with when I was a policeman here in San Francisco. We were part of her private detail. She appeared at John Sweat School. I remember that was one of the places she appeared at in the uh, Western Edition. And we took her to different spots throughout the city. And, of course, she did spend some time with the Filipino community, which is, you know, her prop. She's a Filipino president at that point in time. But she, she was a really nice lady. I remember at the end of the detail, we were at the um, the St. Francis Hotel. We were in there. They, they, they all brought us all together. The St. Francis Hotel. Oh, what do you want? Why do we have to come back? Just let us go home. You want to go home? Like at that overtime car for another two hours. You want to get the other two hours, you know, on the city and go home, right? Did I did I just admit that? Yes, I did. Anyway, but the bottom line is, I said, you know, we got to meet up at the St. Francis Hotel. Usually after these gigs, we sort of had like an extra hour and a half. And what you did was you signed a piece, you signed a card saying that you would be off the next two hours. So in case you did anything stupid, like getting drunk or something like that, you officially signed off. But if you didn't do anything stupid and drunk, they tore up the card next morning. You got paid the overtime. Hey, SFPD, what can I say? Anyway, bottom line, <laughs> bottom line is I got my money that night and I showed up at the St. Francis Hotel. And I've, you know, we, we watched this lady for the most of the day, like we've traveled around the city with her, and, and it was nothing out of the unusual, nothing whatsoever at all. I mean, it's just a VIP, I thought, president of the Philippines. All right, more power to her. So at the end of the night, she came downstairs. We were at the St. Francis Hotel. She came downstairs and wished us all thanks and went by and shook everybody's hand, this and that. You know, and most VIPs, when we did the VIP thing with the SFPD, you know, they could give a spit about you or give a snot about you. They just didn't. But that lady showed class. She came down and she took care of everybody as far as uh, handshakes were concerned. In fact, she had some little type of, of gift. I can't remember what it was. Some, some thing was wrapped in a, in a in a little ribbon and this and that. But I can't remember exactly what it was because I left mine in the in the hotel that night. We were ripping and running that night. You know, when you're young... Things happen real quick. In other words, you're on a schedule. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside. Look into the world of boxing, MMA, of course. Upcoming fights. Let's talk about upcoming fights. Of course, David Benavides, the unbeaten lad from uh, Central California by way of Phoenix, I believe, of course. He's undefeated, former WBC super middleweight champion, taking on a Jose Urzakatai. That's going to go down. God, did I spell that? Urzakatai. Anyway, bottom line is that's going to go down August 28th. But over the last month and a half, some of the results that I've been impressed with, I mean, you know, you have to you have to look at some boxing. You have to look at some fights to yourself. Was I impressed with that result? Was I impressed with this one? You know, Charlo and Castano last night, a little bit impressed. Lyndon Arthur last week, I was impressed. Gilberto Ramirez, of course, Zerto, they call him the former cruiserweight champion, now dropping down to 175 pounds. Props to him. He lost 25 pounds and went from a 200-pound champion down to a 175-pound champion. Uh, will he be able to make himself a star at 175? I just don't know if he's a star type of capability. I, just, I don't know if he has all the, I mean, he's a good fighter and he's undefeated in 42 fights, but I wouldn't put him like, uh, wouldn't call him the next Sugar Ray Robinson or anything like that. Tim Zhu was a winner a fortnight ago against Steve Spark. Steve Spark, Steve Spark was a last minute replacement, had a decent record, but Tim Zhu, of course, the son of Kasha Zhu, Kasha Zhu, the former world junior welterweight champion, now his son's Campaigning at 154 is the real deal. Mm, I don't know, nothing like his father. Chris Colbert was a winner a couple weeks ago. Of course, he beat the tugboat. But the guy that I think stands out in the last month, as far as all of the wins are concerned, wasn't Vasil Lomachenko. No, he comes in number two. Of course, that whooping he put on Mayasoshi Nakatani was like, yikes. Hector said he made Nakatani look like a bum. I mean, he didn't mean that in a, in a negative sense. He just said, he, he just, he just took away everything that Nakatani had. I mean, <clears throat> usually Lomachenko comes out there 
and just chips you away. He just came out and beat that, you know what, from the get-go. It's like, bang! I mean, you ain't, I'm not giving you anything. I mean, he made a statement that night, no doubt about it, to Vasily Lomachenko. But the guy I thought that made the biggest statement in the last month and a half, maybe the last six, six to eight weeks, has been David Morrell. He's got a portion of the WBA super middleweight title. He's only got five fights. He's five and zero with five and zero with like four knockouts, and he's went twelve. I think he went he went four rounds, eight rounds, ten rounds, twelve rounds, and now twelve rounds again. So the bottom line is, in five fights, he's really um, accelerated as far as going to the upper echelon of 168 pounds. Now this is a former Cuban champion. He was an Olympian. He did this. He did that. I mean, he did all kinds of stuff. Was an amateur stud. But at five fights now, he's going 12 rounds. What does, does that say a lot about him? Or does that say less about the fighters that have been schooled and had to go 12 rounds by, you know, working to get it and this kind of stuff? And this guy, a former amateur fighter, just rocking and rolling. Anyway, David Morrell, I think he could be the future at 168. Of course, when I think about the future, because the present right now, is Canelo Alvarez, no doubt about that. The once beaten lad from Mexico, of course, that one one loss and the one draw to uh the one loss to Mayweather and he had one draw besides that. But the bottom line is he is the real deal. Pound for pound, Canelo is the deal. I mean, who else? One sixty eight, you got Mr. Benavides, of course, uh, he looks good. As far as David Morrell, he looks good. 168, a lot of names at 168. But the guy that's going to stand out at 168 right now is Canelo Alvarez, okay? As far as the future is concerned, lots and lots of names at 168, including David Morrell. 175, I'm not a big fan of 175 division right now. Right now, I'm looking at the heavyweights. And why is the reason why I'm looking at the heavyweights is they're supposed to fight each other. They're talking all this smack. Of course, we've got the Gypsy King. Tyson Fury, undefeated world linear champion, who pulled a punk-ass move about a week and a half ago when he canceled that fight with Deontay Wilder because some people in his camp had COVID. He didn't have COVID. Now I'll find out he didn't have COVID. Some people in his camp had COVID. Instead of telling those people in the camp to get the deck out of here, duck out of here with, you know, duck with his D. Instead of telling them to get the duck out of here, um, they didn't. They ended up postponing the fight. It cost a lot of people a lot of money, folks. And this isn't the first time this fight's been put off. So for the second time, Tyson Fury is uh, sort of indicating maybe that he doesn't want to fight Deontay Wilder. And I don't understand that because, well, I do, because Wilder can punch. He's afraid that, you know, that one punch might take away that, that golden jackpot. Of course, they talk about the big payday with Anthony Joshua. But the bottom line is, if you whooped on a dude like I would... If I whooped on a dude like he whooped on Deontay Wilder, I just wouldn't be worried about it, especially after that last fight. I mean, the first fight went 12 rounds. You got knocked down two times. Outside of the two times you were knocked down, you were probably in control of the 99.9% of the entire fight. The second fight, you controlled the entire fight. I mean, you should have been arrested for domestic violence. If you and Deontay Wilder were gay and hooked up in a relationship, the cops would have took you to jail that night, Tyson Fury. I mean, Tyson Fury beat him like a drum. Oh, God, he just did. And, of course, Wilder afterwards, you know, my, my what was it? My helmet was heavy. Uh, my legs were bad. My girl was me, giving me problems. I mean, he had a thousand one excuses. Bottom line is, at the end of the day, I don't think he's as big a risk as Tyson Fury and those guys think. So what can I say? But I'm not I'm not the one gambling with those millions and millions of dollars. And we're probably talking $150 million if he were to lose to Deontay Wilder, he would probably lose out on $150 million in future earnings as far as his fight with Anthony Joshua. That is amazing of money. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. Your inside look at the world of boxing, MMA. We'll cover the world of MMA after the break to an extent. Hour number two, of course, we'll bring in an amateur star, the United States current featherweight champion. I'll get to that and more on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Open phone lines around the planet. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, there's also the guilt-free, no-commitment text line. 415-275-1613. That's 
888-346-1613. This is WBC Boxing TV and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We stop at the top of the hill. Come on over here, man. He's been here before. He didn't broke records here before. He's a legend of the sports. And it'll be my honor to fight him next. I don't want to, to predict this fight, but, you know, I'm going to promise that I, I can give a good fight, you know, to, to make people happy. And uh, I just do my best. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy Pet Joy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Just under 90 seconds remains in the fourth round. We use that arm to try to take away the base. Oh, look at the kicks. That's old school Hicks and Gracie style. Oh, he's got the choke. Craig looking to choke out Florian. BJ Craig looking to remain the champion.
Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council, right here on Sports Byline. Small Tower of Power, of course, back to Oakland. That was the album of 1974. That's when I met my buddy on lead singer, the lead singer on that song. I'm talking about Lenny Williams. Of course, we're still friends. So many years later, he's just a class act. I hope to have him on the show in the near future. Lenny Williams is one of the... You know, I met, I met a lot of people in music and the entertainment industry as a whole. But the bottom line is, you know, few people have the class, the integrity, and the honesty that Lenny Williams has. So we're going to say Lenny and his wife, Debbie, may they... Could look, continue success and good luck to them both. No doubt about that. Let's talk about the world of mixed martial arts. The USC, of course, rocking and rolling last night. Um, in the main event, a guy by the name of Islam. We'll just leave it at that. Islam's got a good first name. His last name is like Magahachek. Anyway, the bottom line is he beat Diego Moses. Submission rear naked choke. That was in the fourth round, two minutes and 38 seconds. And, of course, the USC main events or the title fights, they go five, five-minute rounds. Anything other than title fights or a main event or eliminator or title eliminator would go three rounds, make it five minutes each round. Misha Tate, the former champion, of course, that was a girl that, that took care of Holly Holm. Remember that? Holly Holm, of course, was the girl that beat Ronda Rousey. She sort of upset the entire world of mixed martial arts. She beat Ronda down under. She beat Ronda bad beat. Ugh. Anyway, bottom line is Holly Holm decided she was going to not take the rematch with Ronda Rousey and wait for that. She instead was going to take on Misha Tate because her promoter came on this show. I'm talking about Lenny Frasquez, her manager and her promoter. He came in here talking all kinds of spit that he was going to tell Dana White where to shove it and all that kind of stuff. And blah, 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 blah. The bottom line is he fought Misha Tate and he lost. He destroyed the career of Holly Holm since that point. Holly Holm really has been sort of an asterisk in the world of mixed martial arts. Yeah, she's won a few fights. She's, in fact, she's lost a fight or two here and there. But the bottom line is at the end of the day, she will never hit the peak she was at, the crescendo she was at when she beat Ronda Rousey. Has she been on a continued roll? Has she fought Ronda and waited for the rematch? She was going to beat Ronda in the rematch, no doubt about that. I mean, Ronda can't do anything other than that one thing, the arm bar and the judo. If she can't do that to you, it's over. So if you can smack up Ronda or you can do, or you can out maneuver her on the ground, do some Brazilian jiu-jitsu or whatever, you're going to beat Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey was a trick, one trick pony, no doubt about that. But Misha Tate was the winner last night of a young lady by the name of, uh, Marianne Reynaud, that was a TKO in the third round, 153 in. As far as the rest of the names on the card was concerned, <clears throat> as I told you, the USC is hurting for names. They just don't have the names anymore. I mean, Khabib, the world lightweight champion, sort of like retired because Cuddy wouldn't fight him. Nobody wanted to fight him in this net. You know, of course, Dustin Poirier, he destroyed Dustin Poirier in the blink of an eye. There was no doubt about that. And speaking of Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor, they're probably going to go a fourth time, but it won't happen if it does happen until 2022 at the very least. And the reason why I say that is, that clean of a break, as far as his ankle was concerned, Conor McGregor's ankle, we'll get to that in a little bit, but guys don't heal from that in six months. So I'm looking at the rest of the card here, and I don't see anybody that, that jumps out at me. I really don't. I'm mean, looking at names, names, names. There's no names out there that jump out. Why am I trying to tell you that? Is that they're hurting for athletes. They're like, they made $290 million last year, the USC did. They grossed $290 million. Of course, they only get, believe believe me, between 8 and now they're starting to say they give 18% to the to the fighters. I've been told via lawsuits and papers that I've seen as far as this suit against Zufa Sports, and Zufa Sports, of course, was a company that owned the UFC before it was sold to that conglomerate about a year and a half ago for $4.2 billion, which is $4,200 million. That's a lot of money, okay? But before it was sold, it was being sued. It's being sued right now. There are athletes suing the UFC. They decided there was some type of slave plantation, and Dana was a pimp and that kind of stuff. I mean, Dana White. And I would never say that Dana White was a pimp. I would say that... He was uh, shady, and that's just my opinion. I didn't like the way he did things. I don't like Dana White's approach to business. Of course, he does things his way, and he's sort of like a 
just uh, a bit of a zealot. And, of course, the guy that I met when he came out here from uh, East Boston, he was running a boxing program in East Boston until Whitey Bulger. Remember Whitey Bulger? He was that, that, um, that gangster that hid out in California. He was hiding out about about three or four miles from Larry Merchant's house down there in Santa Monica. He was hiding out in Santa Monica in this building, and Larry Merchant knew a couple of the tenants in the building where he was living, Whitey Bulger. But Whitey Bulger had like 300 grand stuffed in the wall, and, of course, he was hiding out. I think he was hit hit out for five or seven years. Anyway, bottom line is he was like number one on the 10 most wanted list, but they got him. They got him down there in Southern California. You know about that? And Whitey Bulger was a guy that sort of created the USC. Why do I say that? Because Whitey Bulger... Told Dana, told Dana, said, listen, man, you're going to have to start paying me some protection for your gym. Dana said, huh? He goes, yeah, you're going to give me 2500 a month. He says, 2500 a month? He goes, I can't give you 2500 a month. I couldn't give you 250 a month if I could. I'm not making any money. So Dana says, Dana refuses to pay him. So they said, listen, Dana, you don't pay us. Things are going to start to happen to you. And then things started to happen around the gym. You know, little, little accidents here and there. Little things started to happen. And Dana got hip to it. So Dana got out of town, got on a plane, a one-way ticket to Las Vegas, hooked up with the Fertitta brothers, a Frank and Lorenzo Fertitta. Of course, those guys own the, K, the, K, the station casinos, a big uh, neighbor. It was a neighborhood network of casinos there in Las Vegas, not really on the strip, off strip, and in different parts of town. But the bottom line is they banked the USC. Of course, they banked it to the point of, I think they were in the hole like $35 million. And they said, you know, we want to sell. They tried to sell it. Nobody wanted to buy it. They said, oh, we're stuck with it. So they, so they held on to it. Now they sold it for $4.2 billion, $4.2 billion, $4,200 million, but yet they can only give the fighters 8 to 10% of the money. In other words, of the $290 million that came in, suppose it was $300 million, okay? So let's break it down. I'll make it more simpler than that. Suppose $100 million. Of the $100 million the UFC brought in, only 10% went to the fighters. That's right. The guys getting their ass kicked out there. The women, of course, getting their faces rearranged, okay, out there. They're only getting... Eight to ten percent of the money. Think about that. Eight to ten percent of the money. I think the the NFL's got some type of player agreement with the uh, with their union. Of course, they get like fifty percent. But these guys get eight to ten percent of the money. Of course, the USC is a privately held company. They can get away with that stuff. And at the end of the day, it's pimping. It's pimping Dana style, and I'm not down with it whatsoever. And people say to me, you know, you rail on Dana, you rail on Dana White week after week after week after week. Well. You know, this is the way it is. I think he's a slime ball, and this is my opinion, okay? And I can say that. I have to say it's just my opinion. It's not the network's opinion. It's my opinion. I've had personal interactions with him. Of course, we did a couple of deals as far as advertising was concerned back in the day when USC, I think it was UFC 35 or something like that. Of course, now UFC 265 will coming. So that's how long ago my Dana and I were go back together. But the bottom line is I think he's been a piece of work, and he's not my favorite guy. And at the end of the day, I think the UFC would be better off the entire world the mixed martial arts might be better off without Dana White. I'll get to that in the future episode of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Open phone lines around the planet, 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, there's also the guilt-free, no-commitment text. You can text us here in the studio at 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. Well, next up, as far as the USC is concerned, July 24th on ESPN. Of course, ESPN Plus as well if you got the app. And the app's pretty good. It's for 5 bucks a month. I think five ninety nine. I get it. I get to watch a lot of boxing. And you get to watch all the ESPN classes, like 30 years on this, 30 years on Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson, and all those 30 on 30 shows, all that kind of stuff. 
All our stuff is available with the ESPN Plus app. So millions of actually millions of things to watch on the ESPN Plus app. I'm not getting any money to plug that, but I think it's a good app, no doubt about it. Anyway, the main event, uh, this card on ESPN next week, Corey Sanhagen going to be in the main event against TJ Dillashaw. Remember TJ? We had him on the show before. When he was champion, of course, back back when he was the Bantamweight champion, and he looked like he was a stud, but as we turned out, he turned out to be a cheat. Yeah, he got caught taking drugs, performance and had two drugs, steroids. That's right. When he when he was going to fight uh, the 125-pound champion, he decided he was going to come down, and he got to 100. He said he said he got to 128 pounds, and he couldn't lose any more weight, so he took steroids to lose three pounds. You believe that one? No, I don't believe it either. Anyway, bottom line is T.J. Dillashaw has a cheat. He's been off, I think, it was a year or two years. I think it was two years originally, and I think they, they so modified the suspension and made it a year or something like that because, you know, he's got some little pop there. Anyway, T.J. Dillashaw and Corey Sanhagen in the Bantamweight main event next week, July 24th, on ESPN from Enterprise, Nevada, the UFC Apex Center. I call them the Enterprise, Nevada. We call it the ghetto of Las Vegas. Anyway, also on the card... Aspen Ladd taking on Macy Chazon. That's a women's bantamweight, about 135 pounds. So the chicks, the males and the females, both represented at 135 pounds. Another 135-pound bout. It'll be uh, Kyler Phillips taking on Rollin Pava. Outside of that, I'm looking down the rest of the uh, lineups concerned. It's like, you know, 15 fights here, right? How many big names do I cut? One name. Mickey Gall. What was he famous for? Didn't he beat CM Punk? That was it. Remember CM Punk, the guy from the WWE, decided he was going to go over to the world of mixed martial arts. And Dana said, okay, you can do it. Well, Mickey Gall was the first guy they lined up, and they thought he could possibly beat Mickey, beat Mickey Gall. He couldn't. More power to CM Punk. I can't remember his real name right now. But more power to CM Punk. He did the real deal. I mean, he wasn't faking. He wasn't no more fake fights and that kind of good stuff. So I give him props for that. But for the ass kickings he took, and he was talking about doing it again, and he's like almost 40 years old. Just forget it, man. No doubt about it. You made your mark as far as pro wrestling is concerned, and you made your mark as far as MMA is concerned. You were unbeaten. Uh, I take that back. You never want to fight in the world of mixed martial arts. Just leave it at that as far as the UFC is concerned. And the rest of that card, I say, outside of Mickey Gall, there is nobody on the card. As far as the rest of the year is concerned, I'm looking at the UFC card. I mean, there's nothing jumping out here. Volkanovski, and they take on Brian Ortega, of course, UFC 268-266. And then the reason why that I bring up this fight is that Brian Ortega, of course, was a kid from L.A., East L.A., beautiful kid, had a beautiful face. I mean, probably still does. But, I mean, he had these, these – he was better looking, I thought, than Oscar. I mean, he, he was more articulate than Oscar. He could speak better than Oscar, and Oscar was a good speaker. I'm talking about Oscar De La Hoya. Of course, him coming back, what, later in October to take on uh, – or September, September 11th. 9-11, Oscar De La Hoya is going to fight on 9-11 against a guy that never had a boxing match before in Vitor Belfort. I hope Vitor licks him like much like, you know, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. got licked, of course, when he took on the Anderson Silva. It was a matter of size. Size matters in two things. Pornography and combat sports. And this is combat sports, no doubt about that. But Alexander Volkanovsky against Brian Ortega for the World Featherweight Championship, of course, of the UFC or the UFC title. Bottom line is Volkanovsky is a champion. Of course, he uh, had that close fight with Max Holloway, the rematch. I thought Max won the rematch. I think 99.9% of everybody watching that fight thought that Max Holloway won the rematch. Dana White thought he won the rematch. And when Dana White sort of comes out and second guesses the judges, it's probably atrocious. For him to do that, it would have to be really egregious for him to come out and do that. But anyway, he did it for that fight. Anyway, <clears throat> Ortega, once beaten lad, fought uh, the aforementioned Mr. Holloway. Of course, that fight was over in about about a round and a half into it. And of course, these are five-minute rounds, right? 
and they let him take a beating for another two rounds. I mean, we're talking about a severe beating. I have never seen a beating dished out like that. Max Holloway is one of the best ass kickers in the entire world when it comes to using his elbows, his knees, his feet, I mean, his legs, everything. I mean, he just is the complete package. When he's kicking your ass, he's kicking your complete ass, okay? And he was killing Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega looked like a blood donor. Looked like somebody was lined up for, like, for the – they should have put a – Put a, a, a needle in his arm, he was losing that much blood, okay? But he was bleeding, and he couldn't compete, and the fight wasn't competitive, and Brian Ortega's people didn't stop the fight, and the referee didn't stop the fight, and the doctor didn't stop the fight. Nobody stopped the damn fight! Nobody stopped the fight! They just let him keep getting his ass whipped! I couldn't believe it. And I'm screaming at the TV. Thank God I stole that signal. I didn't give you a dime for that one, Dan. I think I stole that one on the internet. Or I take it back. Somebody showed me that fight on the internet. But the bottom line is, you know, I'm screaming at the TV, stop, stop, stop the fight. They never stopped the fight. They let it go into the fourth round. It was the most severe one-sided ass-kicking I've ever seen in my life, and I don't understand it in the UFC. I don't understand why once a guy's beaten, it's not over. Once a guy's beaten, why is it over? Once a guy's, once the fight is no longer competitive and the guy's about to get hurt, you let him get hurt to a certain extent, I guess, for entertainment value in the UFC, but you got to stop it at some point in time. In the UFC, they just don't stop fights. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Only so much oil on the ground. Tower power. Palio Restaurant has been the premier Italian restaurant serving downtown San Francisco since 1990. Palio features fine Italian fare and a Wine Spectator award-winning wine list, so there is no surprise that it's been voted best overall restaurant in San Francisco by San Francisco locals. Palio has been in business for over 30 years and recently went through a complete remodel. Our guests can expect to receive the same excellence in food and service that has sustained us for 30 years in a brand new and more modern space. Our 250-plus seat restaurant includes seating in four distinct spaces, making social distancing while dining easy in our establishment. All precautions are taken by staff to ensure a safe dining experience. Open Monday through Saturdays, reservations are recommended. Visit paleosf.com to view our menus and make a reservation today. That's paleosf.com, P-A-L-I-O-S-F.com. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. 
We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, 57, 56, make that 57 minutes past the hour. Hour number one of two, live on Sports Byline, of course, live on Twitch.tv. And hour number two, we bring in a live guest, Steve Johnson. He's the current United States featherweight champion. That's right, the featherweight champion of the United States will be in the house in just a few minutes here on Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV. Don't forget the WBC website, of course, WBCBoxing.com. It's got interactive. They've got stuff about diets, how to lose weight, how to get in shape. Of course, all the fights, all the upcoming, all the upcoming WBC fights, the results, that kind of good stuff. Of course, a lot of stuff there as far as interactive fans back and forth with the WBC. Check them out. WBCBoxing.com. Of course, I didn't get to it in the depth of this hour, but uh, Conor McGregor, I will in hour number two. Of course, he's three and four since winning that big fight against Jose Aldo. Of course, it was like 2015, 2016, but Yet he continues to make some money. Let me tell you this: some of the Conor McGregor pay-per-view numbers: 1.8, 1.2. Him and Mayweather did 4.3 million homes on pay-per-view. What were they watching? What were those fools watching? How were you one of the suckers that bought this thing? Were you? Were, were, I'm looking at you. Were you? I mean, come on! You would pay a hundred bucks to watch these two clowns fight. You got an old Hasman and Floyd Mayweather, 48 no, 49 no at the time. Oh boy, boy! Okay, taking on a guy that never boxed before. Or had maybe one or two amateur fights, and you you take this seriously, and some of you actually bet on Conor McGregor to beat him. You you actually did that anyway. If you got ripped off to that point, if you were one of the four point three million people that bought that fight, take it back. I was four point three million here in the U.S. One point. One point one million people bought that in the UK at like four o'clock in the morning. So guess what? Four o'clock in the morning, you had nothing better to do than spend a hundred bucks to watch Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor go ten rounds in a boxing match. Get a life. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking into the world of boxing, MMA. Hour number two, of course, we will bring you the champion. He'll be in the house. Talk about Stevie Johnson, of course, the United States featherweight champion. But looking back at these McGregor numbers, you know, he's he's a draw. I mean, without a doubt, he's a draw. But he's a drunk. He's just a drunk. He's just a drunk. He's an alcoholic. I mean, let's just call it like it is. He is. He threw that that uh, the, the hand truck through the window of that bus, isn't it? Has that been a black dude? Come on. you got to be kidding me. He'd be in the pen. If it had been me... Striped shirts, you know that, no doubt about that. What do they do with him? They find him and let him go. People suffered injuries, had glass in their eyes. But it was okay because it was Conor and he sells tickets. Bottom line is, Conor McGregor is a has-been. He's done. Stick a fork in him. He tried to get dry for like four or five weeks, tried to clean himself up as far as no booze was concerned. But guess what? At the end of the day, he's still a drunk. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Hour number two, a forthcoming on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 217, of course, Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the World Boxing Council. Stay tuned for hour number two with Eddie Croft and Stevie Johnson in studio.
USA Radio News with Jeremy Scott. Bone dry forecast could spell more trouble for wildfires out west. Meteorologists predicting critically dangerous fire weather through at least Monday in both California and southern Oregon. The largest wildfire in the U.S., the bootleg fire, grew significantly overnight Saturday as dry and windy conditions took hold in the area. The bootleg fire has burned more than 466 square miles. Gunfire outside Nationals Park in the nation's capital Saturday night involving two vehicles and a fan outside the stadium. The game between the San Diego Padres and the Washington Nationals was postponed after a shooting outside of Nationals Park. The shooting occurred as the bottom of the sixth inning was getting underway. USA Radio's Dan Naraki reporting. That game resumed this afternoon. The Padres beat the Nationals 10-4. to This is USA Radio News. You know, if you feel like you're stuck with a health care plan that isn't affordable or you simply don't like it, right now is a great time to switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 a month when they join MediShare. And what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to the typical health insurance plan. That's double. So you get a massive network of providers to choose from. You get telehealth services and MediShare is the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. It's been around for more than 25 years, shared more than $4 billion in healthcare bills. Here's why now really is the time to make the switch, too. You can start saving each month, which is huge, but right now they'll waive your joining fee. So you'll save another $170 right off the bat. But again, it's a limited time offer. You got to call now. And it only takes two minutes to find out how much you'd save by switching. Here's the number 833 Bible. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Floods in Western Europe have claimed more than 180 lives. Rescue workers labored to deal with damage laid bare by receding water as thoughts turned to the lengthy job of rebuilding communities devastated in minutes. CNN Paris correspondent Melissa Bell. And yet, by the time the waters came, no one was prepared. From Germany to Belgium, the pictures caught by terrified locals give a sense of how fast and furiously the waters rose on Thursday, sweeping away everything in their path. By Friday morning, the scale of the devastation was becoming clear. From the USA Radio News, West Texas Bureau, I'm Brad Bernards. Officials say a carbon monoxide leak likely killed three men and critically injured two more. Five people were found unresponsive inside a travel trailer at a campground near the Faster Horses Country Music Festival in Michigan. Police are also investigating the death of a 30-year-old woman at the festival. You're listening to USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton tells Newsmax that the Democrats who have flooded the state in an effort to block an election bill could be arrested as soon as they set foot back in the Lone Star State. A Republican representing Texas's 24th Congressional District 
calls the move by Democrats to hold up the state political theater. Three of the more than 50 Democratic members of the Texas House of Representatives who fled to Washington, D.C. earlier this week to stop Texas's controversial election reform bill have tested positive for COVID-19. The group has remained in D.C. to deprive the Texas House of a quorum, stopping any vote on the election's bill. It's a move that Representative Beth Van Dyne says is political theater. The Texas Republican tells Newsmax TV that the Democratic caucus is trying to hold the state hostage. This is the Democrats not wanting to do their job, not wanting to debate, not wanting to represent their constituents on that floor and not wanting to face their colleagues. So instead, they're hopping on a private jet, bringing their their beer with them on, you know, catching COVID and and not doing their job. They're running out to D.C. They are surrendering our state. And it's it's the obvious hypocrisy, right? They're arguing voter rights at the same time that they're completely denying on the constituents, the residents in Texas, from being represented because they are preventing a quorum. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. Two soccer players from South Africa are the first Olympic athletes to test positive for COVID-19. The game's set to begin Friday. For USA Radio News, I'm Jeremy Scott. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. That is just a fact of life. And now the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history, Pedro Fernandez. Woo, it's going to be good. Thomas y Caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV. Often imitated but never duplicated. 37 make that 38 plus years now of knocking out all bums. Who am I? My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am your ever so modest host. Of course, I'm also a four-time Golden Glove champion and an award-winning writer. So supposedly, allegedly, I know a little bit about boxing. So if you think you know more, I challenge you right now. Here's the toll-free number. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Or the guilt-free, no-commitment text line. You can text me here in the studio. and have to come on the air. Of course, some people get choked up when they go on the air. But the bottom line is you can text us here in the studio. The number, 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. Of course, 24 hours removed or like 12 hours removed from the 
Jermel Charlo, Brian Castano draw. Of course, a 12-round draw for the Undisputed World 154-pound title. Was it worthy of a draw? Yes, it was. Nelson Vasquez coming up with that score of 8-3 to three in rounds for Mr. Uh, Charlo. He should be arrested for impersonating a judge. That's what I say. It's an indictment of your ability to score a fight. If you can only give Castano three rounds in that 12 rounds last night, you don't deserve judging professional boxing. In fact, I don't even want you back in the Golden Gloves. In fact, take away his license. Nelson Vasquez, go get a job. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide in this hour of Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV. Of course, brought to you by the World Boxing Council. That's WBCBoxing.com. We'll spend some time with Stevie Johnson, the United States featherweight champion. He's an amateur. He's a young, nice young man. We'll spend some time with him and his trainer in about 10 minutes here in the studios here at Sports Violence. So open phone lines all around the planet once again, 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but hey, you knew that. Time for your small business report presented by Dell Small Business. If you're like many entrepreneurs, you have a business idea and you're ready to run with it. But be careful not to let your concept snowball into something overcomplicated. Try to start small and narrow your focus. Learn how to test your business idea so that it fulfills your promise to customers and exceeds expectations. And cut unnecessary features that water down your offerings and cost you money. As a small business, you don't need all the bells and whistles of a giant corporation. It'll be easier to add to your business as it grows. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Black Friday in July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business and be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. And speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now. 
now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just That's 800-399-3691. Well, I'm on Ring Talk, and as you know, this is one of the first shows that got onto the Internet. Uh, My friend Pedro is a true fighter in his own own, uh, mind, I should say, but he really is. I seen him exercising the other day, getting ready for somebody. I don't know who it is because everybody is taking shots at him, so I see him getting himself in good condition so that he could fire back. Never been one to say die. Never been one to hide out. He comes on damn near parpedos, full steam ahead. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Well, I'm here to talk to my lawyer on that one. The wire-haired wonder. What can I say, Mr. Hall of Fame himself, the world's greatest promoter, talking smack about me? Not really. Don King. I miss him. Of course, I called him a couple of months ago. I called him a couple of weeks ago. The most I can get on him is like one or two sentences. Here's a guy that's like... Talk, um, we had a post-fight press conference one night at the MGM Grand, and he talked for two hours and 15 minutes. I mean, straight. Without missing a beat. I kid you not. Of course, I wasn't getting, if I wasn't getting paid to sit there, I would have left. But the bottom line is I was getting paid to sit there. Hey, let's talk boxing. Let's bring in one of my good buddies as far as boxers. And turn on your mic over there. I'm talking about Mr. Prime, Time Eddie Croft, of course, the former WBC regional champion, 122 pounds. Now a trainer with B Street Boxing down there in San Mateo, California, of course. And I like Amici's. You ever go to Amici's Pizza around the corner there? I do. Uh, it's been a little while, but yeah, I like him. I like him eating. It's nice well. thin pizza. Not yep. you don't get real fat on it. You know, what I mean, I like those big thick crust pizzas. You know, that's it's, not what you get. It's a good thin crust. It, it's a good thing. Anyway, how's B Street Boxing doing? What 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 got you into training kids? I mean, you're a good fighter, but not a lot of good fighters become good trainers. Uh, you know what? It's something that I have done since I was a kid. Right? I taught kids when I was fourteen. Taught kids karate growing up and that's you know basically what i've been doing since training and teaching and so i you know i knew that once i was finished boxing i was going to do that okay pound for pound right now kino Alvarez is the king of boxing both in pay-per-view as far as i mean he's he's a guy that makes all the money he's a guy that calls the shots right now who would the number two guy be in your mind as far as pound for pound yeah. or pound box pound. office draw uh well, I, we'll go to we'll go to box office draw later Pound for pound, I, uh, I like. Yeah, I personally like Crawford. I like the way he fights. Um, How many tickets can you sell? <laughs> well, that's that's another issue. No, no, well, man, that was it was it, no, no, no. That, I mean, that was a nice way how you answered that. But I'll ask you, Eddie. Prime time, Eddie Cross, my guest here. Of course, the trainer of Mr. Uh, Stephen Johnson. He's a world, uh, the United States featherweight champion. I said world featherweight champion. That's what he hopes to be in some time in the near future. One but, day, huh? Yeah, but anyway, but answer that. Uh, it depends on where the fight is. Honestly, I mean, if 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 they do it in Omaha, he's probably sell about fifty thousand tickets. Oh, you got what? Two dollars a pop. Uh, 50, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, come on, Omaha. The guy's not even a star in Omaha. He couldn't sell nine thousand seats in Omaha, so you, no, he couldn't. He, did. he didn't. He did though. But but, but but they had to give away seats. Mm. They were like giving them away. In other words, look, that's all fine and dandy. You sell nine thousand seats at home, but if you can only come up with a gate of twenty five bucks, it's not worth anything. Yeah, okay. I mean, well, I, like, like you I agree, saying, right? no, no, but I agree with you, and, and you know, and I. I perfectly understand the economics of the of the sport and in our business and 
And, you know, going back to what you were saying about the Mayweather-McGregor fight, yes, I did buy it. Oh! Yes. Hold on. Hold on. Yes, I did know it's a, it was a farce. No, I did not take it seriously. But I am in the, in the industry, and when one of my fighters is on pay-per-view, I want people to buy it. So I feel not obligated, but I'm part of the I'm part of the industry. So I want the revenue to keep circulating. And, and I agree with you. I, I support boxing. I mean, as far as DAZN, ESPN, thing is concerned, I don't. A friend of mine was changing uh, email addresses every month in order to get a free month of DAZN. You know what I'm talking about down there in Las Vegas, okay? But you know that's that's you can't support the game doing like that. Um, Manny Pacquiao. Is he the box office? Is he really? Is he the box office king of boxing right now? As far as he, besides, well, he's the second, second, second. He's the second behind. He's forty-two years old. Well, I mean, but look, I mean, look at his body of work. So I mean, you have to, you have to respect the legend. So you just have to. No matter, no matter, how, you know how much I, you know, I brooded against him most of most of the time. Um, didn't, didn't common sense tell you he was going to lose those fights? I mean, he kept moving up in weight. Well, and here's a guy that debuted at 107 pounds. So, in other words, size matters in my mind. Size, size matters in two things: <laughs> pornography and combat sports. Okay, so this is combat sports. You see my point there? Yeah. No, I like I agree with you, and you know I always felt well. Yeah. Come on, Eddie. Eddie Cross, our guest here. I'm trying to pry stuff out of Eddie. It's not too tough. Eddie, your wife, is your wife listening on the phone? Listen. No. He's a, he is the greatest husband in the history of boxing. There's no doubt about it. I mean, Eddie Croft is such a class act, and I'm so proud to have him here. In fact, I, I told him earlier, I said, I'm just proud of the way he's like developed and involved into a, a, a nice young man and trainer and running the B Street Boxing down there, of course, in San Mateo, California. I got nothing but accolades for you. I really don't. And you Thank fought you. the very best that there was to fight. Yikes. Yeah, you, you know what? And that's one thing that, you you know, look, I came into this sport, you know, I'm almost 52. I'll be 52 on the 24th next Saturday or this coming Saturday. Okay. And, you know, I started like just I was a little bit younger than Steve. Right. And uh, but, you know, I grew up in martial arts. So so, you know, I had a background in, in combat sports and, I, you know, I knew like basically how to fight. So once I learned the distance and 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 just you know, the speed of the game in boxing, I, you know, I kind of got a chance to excel. So, um, I just felt like, you know, I, coming into my career and just, you know, growing up in the local club scene, it, I learned a lot, right? I learned, I learned a lot just of what not to do, which, you know, certain things happen to me, which, you know, I'm going to try to protect my guys from. And, you know, like, I don't regret anything that happened. And, and you know what? I did, like, a lot of stuff, and I had a career that, that you know, what many people would, like, just kill for. You, you know, what's funny is that you and Richard Duran, you fought Richard Duran at one point in time, and Richard Duran was the California amateur champion. You know what he weighed? One night we went, we're, we're roommates. Dan, we're, let's, get, let's go to a break after this. One night we're roommates. We're going to fight the Olympic Auditorium down there in in, in, in Los Angeles, California, right? So I go to bed at 140 pounds. I got to weigh 139. So I go to bed. You, you know, you're sweating a little bit. Like, well, you got to win off a pound. He went to bed 118 and a half pounds. He had to fight 112 pounds. And when he woke up in the morning, he was 112 pounds. He spit all, he, he had Gatorade gum and he laid at the bed, side of the bed and he slept all night and he kept spitting and spitting and spitting. I kept, I was laughing at him the whole nine yards. He made 111 and a half pounds the next morning. How yeah. do you do that? 
There's, How do you there, only there, in boxing? There's crazy, crazy ways. Oh uh, uh, yeah, we can get in. I, I, I know they. I, I, they stun vacuum cleaners up the wrong end of guys and that kind of stuff. All kinds of crazy <laughs> right, stuff let's, let's to make weight in the world of boxing. Next up, in the spotlight, who we hear, of course, on Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel, and of course, Ring Talk Live worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio Channel 217. The future of boxing, Stevie Johnson. United States featherweight amateur champion in the house here on Ring Talk Live. Well, right after the break, WBC, WBC Boxing TV. Check out the website, WBCBoxing.com. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Nobody hurt me. 
But I know who hurt you, bum, goofy. Remember this? Raleigh Romero f***ed you up in sparring. Is this you, Ryan Garcia? Is this you getting touched up? Is this you bleeding? Is this you running? Because it sure the f*** looks like you. Your promoter, Oscar De La Fishnet, don't even believe in you. Do you want proof? Here you go. Tank is a beast, and you're an Instagram thot. Remember that. Listen, Ryan Garcia wants to fight you. We don't know you know. He's going to get up. Ryan Garcia can beat Roly. I give him 200,000 cash. Are you ever going to pick up that 200 from Floyd? Or do you want to stay ducking? Because you know you got little boys and little girls as your main fan base. You a bum. Well, I thought I'd bring in a little controversy into the show here. Of course, we're about to bring in the United States featherweight champion, Mr. Stevie Johnson. Stevie, the reason why I welcome you to the show, um, you're a local kid and fighting out of the D.C. boxing, but you come to us from the Fillmore. Yes, sir. One of the great, great neighbors in the city by the bay. Tell me about your background. Um, I grew up in San Francisco for the most part of my life. Uh, I started training at B Street Boxing in about 2016, where I really started to learn and develop my skills. And ever since then, I've just been taking it hard. Okay, now, boxing isn't your entire life. You no, do sir. other things. Tell me about your other ventures. Uh, I'm also a personal trainer. I train about 10 different young kids and also a couple of uh, older women. So I do that for the most part. That keeps me pretty entertained. O- older women? Like, like Pedro's age? <laughs> Like maybe, Pedro, maybe. maybe Pedro, maybe. Maybe, maybe. I can introduce you to some people. That's a good response to you. Eddie, sharp kid here. Good response. Go on, continue. <laughs> but yeah, I do that, and that keeps me pretty entertained and focused and still keeps me in the boxing world. While also, my dad, um, he owns a Habachi Rice restaurant in Oakland at Lake Merritt. So I work there on weekends, and that keeps me also really productive. And Eddie tells me you're one of the most humble, you're the most humble guys in the entire world. Why is that? <laughs> Uh, I just, I keep to myself, like, I'm a really outspoken person. Like, I have an opinion and I do like to share it. But at the same time, uh, I know it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of focus to get to my level and to continue to stay on this level and, you know what I mean, become world champion one day or go to the Olympics. So if I just talk a lot and boast a lot, it ain't going to get me much far compared to keeping my head down. Okay, i got to ask you this one question because in the amateurs, I got robbed. They put a gun to my head a few times. I mean, I knocked guys down. I remember two, I knocked guys down twice in a fight, just destroyed guys and lost fights. Have you ever been robbed, just totally robbed, where you're saying to yourself, I can't believe it? I've had situations like that, yeah. I've, I've had numerous, I've, I've had at least two situations where I, I just couldn't believe it at all. It's where I was kind of like discouraged for a minute. But, um, I picked up my head, me and my team, we keep pushing. I gotta remember, it's the amateurs. A lot of it counts, but a lot of it doesn't. Really, at the same time. Meaning? Meaning in the way like, uh, so I'm elite now. That means I fight 18 to 40. But prior to that, I was a youth and a junior, and that's where I had a lot of my um, my robberies and situations like that. But those situations don't really define me. You know what I mean? That's your practice time. Those are practice runs. It doesn't matter until you turn elite, until you turn professional, to when the wins and losses really start to develop your future. Okay. United States Championship fighting for the U.S. title is a <clears throat> bit of blood, a lot of pressure. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, fighting yeah. for Golden Glove Championships is a lot of pressure. You fight for U.S. title, you just magnify the pressure. I mean, what was it like? Um, it was a it was a big deal, but I kept my calm for the most part. I will honestly say I didn't have any nerves. 
throughout the whole tournament. I didn't have you one take day. Drugs? No. Okay, you just check. But I just kept, I just kept supreme confidence. If you know, Ryan Garcia's got some anxiety problems. You know, that's him. <laughs> Eddie Cross laughing in the corner here. Go on. <laughs> Boxing, that's my anti-depression. <laughs> I don't need anything else. But um, yeah, now nah, throughout the whole tournament, I had my father with me, Steve Johnson Senior, and uh, he's a master motivator. He kept me motivated the whole time, kept my brain focused and pumped, and then. I put in the work throughout the whole training camp with Eddie and my team. So I went in there and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel nervous at all. Honestly, I just knew I had a mission, I had a goal, and I came to achieve it. Man, the only time I didn't feel nervous, the guy made me pay de- desperately. I don't even want to talk about it, but <laughs> he made me pay. I paid greatly that day. I, said, no, I beat him up in the gym. He tried to tell him, oh, no, no. yikes. It was a yikes night, no doubt about that. Um, pound for pound, who do you think the best fighter in boxing is right now? Canelo Alvarez. Okay. Number two? <sighs> Number two, that's when things get tricky. Okay. I like Earl Spence Jr., and I also do like Terrence Crawford. Okay. Is Earl Spence Jr. going to beat Manny Pacquiao? Yes. Easily? Mm, I think there'll be some trials throughout the fight, but I feel he'll come. I feel he'll come out with a unanimous decision. Wouldn't you like to fight a guy that flipped out of a car at 105 miles an hour? Though, just I mean, wouldn't I mean that would be something? I'd be saying car wreck, car wreck, car wreck, flashbacks. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Um, mentally, that's a lot. You know what I mean? But they do say he's fully recovered and that somehow he didn't break any bones. I don't know. I'm not TMZ, so I can't really tell you the facts. But um, you know what I would do if I was in the other corner? Uh, I would pay pay a sc- ah! screeching from an accident like loud loud ah! Ah! something like this. You know, mess with Earl Spence. Of course, he's taking on the Filipino phenom, the guy that I picked to lose a lot of fights that he's won. So I've been wrong with Manny Pacquiao a lot. Well, how come I've been wrong on Manny Pacquiao? Besides me being stupid, but why is it so easy to pick against Manny Pacquiao and moving up in weight? I mean, he was surprising everybody. It's easy to, to to doubt him, one, because he, he's fairly old now these days. But throughout his whole career, he's always been the smaller man. He's always been the underdog in a way. You know what I mean? But And he's taken on major challenges, challenges you wouldn't even think are humanly possible. Mm-hmm. From fighting from, one, I think, 108 all the way to 154. 107 and three quarters. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy if you really think about it. But Manny Pacquiao, he comes from a lot. He comes from a lot of struggle, a lot of self-discipline. You know what I mean? So I feel like he has the spirit to fire through anything. So he could win. Except President Duwalami. He should not mess with this dude. Because I tell you about Duarte. 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 Yeah, Duarte. He, um, he, I knew Nino. I knew President Aquino. Corazon Aquino. Our protector yeah. was a cop. Okay. So she was a very nice lady, President of the Philippines. She became president because her husband was killed by a Fernand, Fernand Marcos. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yep. stepped one, one step off the plane and they killed him. Manny Pacquiao was lining himself up to get killed, Eddie. You don't think so? Uh, yeah, you go, man. This guy, this guy well, drops people out of airplanes for smoking weed. It's different, though. I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he does that. He does kill drug dealers in in the Philippines. But those, unfortunately, for for those people, they are fairly anonymous. Where Manny Pacquiao is a world figure. So if Duarte tries to drop Manny Pacquiao out of a plane, there'd be a you know serious uproar. True, about but that. Nino Nino Aquino was the was the people's president. He was like Muhammad the Muhammad Ali of the Philippines. And but that's the, the Philippines. And the, uh, just uh, the yeah, yeah. I mean that's different. I, I agree. Uh, you know Aquino, and because look, I remember that. And you know, I like I'm 
50, almost 52. I remember, you know. On the 24th. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, I remember those things, you know. I remember when, you know, people w- would make jokes, hey, I know where Marcos, you know, buried his gold. And, you know, I, I remember all those things. And the funny thing is, you know, years later, you know, I, I met, you know, someone whose family worked for, for Marcos, yeah. you know, and they had a lot of money. Right? That's the trickle-down economy. trickle-down economy. trickle-down economy works in the Philippines. What's the toughest part about boxing? What, what, I mean, what, what, what is the tough? Is it the road work? Is it the training? Is it the mental? What is it? What do you think is the toughest? Uh, it's a two-part answer. One, dieting. <laughs> That's always difficult but um, because it's something that you have to hold for a long time, and it's not. there's never really an off-break of it. you got to make sure you're always within a certain weight range and a certain shape. But... Other than, like, the physicality of it, it's the mental aspect, honestly. Because being a boxer is hard, you know? Most boxers don't really come from a lot of a strong economical family or just a lot of options throughout life, you know? So you got to keep yourself really focused while the world maybe seem like it's passing you by. But you're really just putting in a lot of work to catch up later on. Stevie Johnson, you still go to school? Yes. Well, mm, I actually just finished high school. And I attended college for about six months, but right now I'm taking a break. Okay. What are your st- what, what, what what would your interest be as far as school is concerned? Business. I did. I did. Um. I took a business class. Uh. I did that for like I said about six months, and I really just felt like I need to focus more on my boxing and my family and situations like that. Okay. Eddie, is this a new breed of box boxer? I mean, totally focused. Got the back. Got his life together as far as. The background's concerned. I mean, the father, the good team, this and that. I mean, this is the key to success. But in the past, we've had, you know, the Gervonta Davis trip to success, you know, through car accidents and assaults and all kinds of crazy stuff. But but he seems to be leading a polar opposite of that. Well, you know, I mean, we're always going to have a little bit of both, you know. Uh, boxing is, is going to have people coming from a you know oppressed backgrounds you know and you know tough tough struggles and sometimes we'll have a little wildness with that right and you know but then look we got uh, other people like steve or like myself you know like like me i dude I'm, i'm a suburban kid right i grew up in the suburbs went to school my parents owned a house you know i'm only kid right and I mean, these like I, I became a, a a content, you know, like a, a world championship, a world class fighter. And I like I don't I don't I don't see it as anything new. It's just you know people get a chance to see it more. You know, just they'll look at it more often now. What are your goals, Stevie? As far as a fighter's concerned, as a boxer's concerned, what are your goals? Uh, I hope to Move be close a, to the mic. I hope to be a 2024 Olympian, honestly. Um, Even after the Olympics are going on now, <laughs> yeah. But what did two guys go to the United States? For me. Nah, we we had a bigger team. We, we, had, had, we have a full team of ten. Full mm-hmm. team. Um, the situation that had happened, I believe, was so the Olympic team was remade. A lot of people had got kicked off and removed due to the trials being so different than what people expected. A lot of up and coming fighters won and beat the the reigning champions in those mm-hmm. divisions. For example, like a Charlie Sheeney, he was currently going to be the, I think, the 138-pound Olympian. But due to the qualification tournaments being canceled via Corona, uh, a lot of them weren't able to qualify to make the Olympics due to they had no world ranking. So they had to rely on um, 
turning pro. Um, yeah, they went back to yeah. the to the guys that so who went pro. that were turning or yeah you know, had already had one pro fight or two pro fights yeah. that had enough points you know um, you know under the international ranking system mm-hmm. they inserted them onto the U.S. team. Okay, yeah. two minute a minute and a half before the break. First Eddie Crawford pros be fighting in the, in the in the Olympics. Uh, you know what? It depends. I like it's it's a really different sport. It's, yeah. it, it, it's, a yes well, it no, it's a yes or no question. Uh. I don't have an issue with should, it. So, should, so, should, so, should, so, yes. Should pros be fighting the Olympics? No. Why? Uh, I don't think, um, not to say necessarily that it's fair, but it's, it's too much going on. The Olympics, I feel like, is an amateur, it's an amateur decision. It's an amateur field. There shouldn't be professionals jumping in and out of the amateurs to professional leagues because there's a lot of young amateurs coming up. That, that age gap is too different and experience levels is too different to, Okay, you guys want to stick around for another segment? Sure. Okay. Eddie Croft and Stevie Johnson, U.S. Featherweight Champion, is in the house. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV. This is the Tower of Power back 1993 with Tom Bowes on lead, an entire Caucasian band, believe it or not, Tower of Power back then. Ron Barr here. Now that people are getting out and exercising more, I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor helps those exercise-related pains and general muscle aches and pains. Now, if you're going to be working in the garden, you're going to be using your hands a lot. And if your hands hurt, listen to what Julia Brown had to say about using Relief Factor. I had pain in my hands that kept me from work and doing projects around the home. I heard about Relief Factor on the radio and began taking it, and it left me with pain-free hands again. I was able to do the things around the house that I enjoy doing. I'm so glad I found Relief Factor. 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living. Be sure to check out Relief Factor at relieffactor.com or give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. 
As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Hard to hustle anything is boxing, though. I don't know what you do for a living, but pretty sure ain't nobody punching you all in your eyes. I watched one fight. Roy Jones got hit so hard, my TV moved. He was sleep like he got knocked out of the club. The ref was like 241. 242. Roy was snoring. He was really knocked out. He was laying there so long, they had to start another fight. Roy was still there. Fighters had to dance around Roy. As Eddie Croft holds his hand over his eyes there, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV. Of course, the president of the World Boxing Council, Mauricio Suleiman, is in uh, San Antonio for the Charlo fight last night. Of course, the unification match at 154 pounds. They ended in a split draw. Somebody sent me a text. What is a split draw? A split draw is when one judge goes with one judge, one judge goes with one fighter, another judge goes with another fighter, and the third judge calls it even. One judge had a 117-111. Nelson Vasquez, I'm going to repeat that name again and again and again and again because he should never get another job his entire life. 117-111. You had a bad night. Not on national television, pal. Sorry. Eight to three in rounds. That was a lot closer than that. In fact, my guy, my Socrates Palmer, I use his objective scorecard. He had a 7-5 for Brian Castano last night over the Char- the uh, lesser of the Charlo brothers. Of course, the bigger, bigger Charlo, 160-pound Charlo, Jamal, says he wants to fight everybody but Canelo Alvarez. I want to be the king of boxing! You don't want to fight the king? Sorry, Val. Ain't going to work that way. So we've got two guests in the studio. Primetime Eddie Croft and Stevie Johnson, the U.S. amateur featherweight champion, of course, crowned a couple of weeks ago. Where did you pick up that title? Like, where's the tournament at? Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock, Texas? Yeah. What did you think of Lubbock? I hated it. <laughs> I'm I'm a city dude. I really like tall buildings. I like mountains and I like hills. It's everything of the opposite. It's dry, flat, and um, yeah, just not. Man, I, yeah, <laughs> I thought you were gonna go a little further. And I, but you know, I I've been to Texas. Never, I didn't fight in Texas. I fought in uh, I fought in Nevada. I fought in Wyoming once. That was yeah. a little weird. That was really weird. But the bottom line is, you know, Texas is, is Texas. And it's a little different down there, okay? Yeah. And they carry themselves a little bit differently now. For sure. You went, what? For sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a different world. So you win the amateur championship down there. What were you thinking when, when, it, when it, did you know, did you know that they were, did you win this fight in a stoppage or a, a decision? Did you know what was going on before it happened or what? I won it in a 4-1 split decision. So uh, out of all five judges, four of them gave me the fight. Um, what was that fifth judge thinking? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I always say to myself, man. You know, Mark Ratner used to run the Nevada State Athletic Commission, and I used to say to him, I said, Dolby surely had it like 7 to 5. I go, and it was 11 to 1 fight the other way. What's going on? <laughs> he goes, Pedro, just as long as the right guy wins, don't worry about it. Well, you know, I mean, come on. Bad scores are bad scores. Yeah, bad scores are bad scores for sure. And um, I would have loved to take a 5-0 victory, but I still feel like it was a 5-0 victory for me. Um, the whole experience, like, I, I knew I won. I was pretty confident at the end of the fight. I looked into my corner and I felt like I executed my game plan exactly the way I should have. And I knew as long as I did that, the victory was mine. I, I knew I won when I looked at my mother. 
<laughs> when, I knew, when I looked at mom, she was like, yeah. I said, what, I remember that one time at robbery, she was like, she could, I couldn't imagine. I can't believe it. That's my big mouth mother in the background. I can't believe it. Yeah. My mom was my, like, um, cheerleader. Yeah, not for sure. I wish my mother was there at the time. Well, yeah, it's just the mothers are, you're lucky you've got your father, man. Yeah. I mean, be blessed you've got that. Okay, pound for pound, let's talk about some of the best fighters in the world, Mr. Johnson. Yes, sir. Tiafimo Lopez, lightweight champion. How good is he? Dangerous. Dangerous? Dangerous. Undefeated 13 fights, man. man. That's a bad man. Deserves to be the world world, world, world lightweight champion, or was that a fluke beating Lomachenko? No, sir. It was. It was earned. It was earned. I feel like Lomachenko, um, throughout that whole fight, he had issues carrying, w- dealing with um, Lomachenko, uh, Tiffany Lopez's power for one, and his focus level was just way more intense than Lomachenko at okay. the fight. All right. Same to you, Gervonta Davis. Gervonta Davis, Davis, the real deal. In what weight is he at his best? One thirty-five, one thirty, or one forty? Because he got titles at all three different weights. Uh, you know what? Probably the one in the middle, 135. I, um, and right now, I do see him as the best lightweight with Teofimo next. Real? Did Teofimo's number two? Yeah. Okay. Um, the guy that he fought 140 pounds was handled by Virgil Hunter, Marcos Bredis or something like that. Anyway, <laughs> but I can't remember the guy's name. It was blown, I'm losing it. What, what Mario, was Mario, Mario, Mario Barrios. Mario Barrios. Mar- okay. You know what? Mario... I love the kid. He's I, wonderful. But I, have he nothing, was, I have nothing but respect for him, and you know what? He's a pretty bad dude. No doubt about he's it. A, I mean, he was know, he was winning a fight that, and, that people gave him hardly no yeah no to op, win. no no chance to win. Um, and you know what? Sure, you, I, could he have done better? Sure. It was his first like huge fight, yeah. you know, against one of the pound for pound for pound yeah. best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Like, you know what? But he was I, up 5 nothing After five rounds, I'm looking at my little scorecard, I'm saying to myself, Wow. I, I, I didn't see, I, I didn't see it that way. I didn't see it that way. You know what? After after five no, rounds, no, I, no. I saw a 3-2. Three, 3-2? Two. Three, two? Okay, well, boy, I was cheerleading. Also, my sparring partner for that tournament. Who was your sparring partner? Mario Barrios. He, he, was he? So, yes, Steve, 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 Steve Spard. Steve Spard with Mario. Wow. For the, for for, the three for, weeks leading up to the fight. Yeah, he was for for Mario leading up to the fight and Steve going to the tournament. They give you a couple bucks for that? Yes, sir. Okay. Just, just a couple. Wait, wait, just check it. Dude, <laughs> training expenses only, though, and transportation, right? Because that's what he used to tell you. They used to give me money, like, entering these tournaments. Like, they get, like, a couple hundred bucks in. I used to get a couple hundred bucks. Okay. Remember, this was for transportation. Yeah. Transportation, remember. Transportation. Hey, from Hayward to San Francisco, 200 bucks. Fine. Where did they go in a limo? <laughs> okay. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, I think I'll move, move to uh, 130 pounds. Oscar Valdez, 130-pound WBC champion, beat Burchello in an upset about a few months ago. Maybe fight of the year thus far. What do you think of that? I really like Oscar Valdez, actually. Um, I've seen the development in his game. Throughout the chant, like um, his early career and later on to now, um, he's a warrior for one. He fought with a broken jaw. Like for most people to understand, that's extremely hard. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's an understatement. Like, bro, like, how do you do that? Like, I don't even know. But um, so for sure, his warrior spirit is there, and his technical skills—they're only getting better. I feel like um, he's a serious threat for the one thirty division. I would love to see Oscar Valdez face people like uh, Shakur Stevenson. Oh, I want to see that. Okay, you brought up Shakur Stevenson a little yeah. bit earlier. Shakur is a complete boxer. Yes, sir. But he doesn't finish the show. 
He doesn't look to finish the show. And that last fight he had, I mean, a lot of people were saying, they say, well, come on, come on, come on. They were expecting that, that extra drive. He doesn't seem to have that extra drive. Is that going to hurt him, or is, is it the fact that he can't hurt people at 130 pounds like he could at 126? I would I wouldn't even say he couldn't hurt people at I, I like to say like he was hurting people at twenty six. I never saw a real killer in Shakur. Like don't get me wrong, he's a beautiful boxer. He executes his game plan and his skills to the most precise level I've probably seen in a while. But he just likes the X factor and that's not really something you can give somebody. I think it takes time either for him to develop or he may or may not just have it. Eddie Croft Nanoa Inoy, the Bantamweight champion, is like 21 and zip out of Japan. Usually Japan doesn't produce the 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 super killer fighters. This guy's got a name like Monster, and guess the what? Monster. He lives up to it. Yeah. Um, Inoy is is pretty awesome. <laughs> I, you know what? I I like him, and what makes him super dangerous is just his, uh, like his fast feet, fast footwork, and his ability to just gauge distance and just you know, and, and that's us boxing, though. You talked well, about it earlier. Well, but no, this is the most important thing right, in fighting, don't right, you think? Right, right, no, but but the it's the way he see people do it in different ways. You know, like Mayweather will you know will do it slowly, inches way forward, and then once he gets in position, he'll do more of, more of an upper body motion as as opposed to moving his feet, right? Where anyway, he'll move his and, and kind of kind of in the same way. That Lomachenko, like Lomachenko, will employs more footwork than upper body and head movement, right? He does, he does have those skills, but he doesn't use them, use it as much as his footwork. Very similar to Inouye, like he'll 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 use more footwork as at, for defense as opposed to head movement, upper body movement, or even blocking punches. So that's why you know he he kind of uses his footwork and keeps his keeps himself in position and keeps that right hand just locked and loaded and when you know he's getting good position, boom, he lets it fly. The world junior welterweight champion, of course, Josh Taylor out of the UK. How good is he? He's unbeaten in eighteen fights. He's tight. <laughs> is he the best at one forty right now? Uh, uh, that's a yes or a no answer. No, I mean, I like I don't think he could be tank. He's a dog, though. He is. But I don't think he could be Tank. You don't think he be? You don't think he be Tank either? Um, beating Tank Davis. Uh, what does it take I to beat Tank? I mean, what does it take to be? What, what, all right, talk to me. You're gonna fight Tank Davis, Stevie. Mm-hmm. How do how do we fight him? Right now? Right now? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not asking the trainer. I'm asking the fighter. <laughs> how do we fight him? How do we fight Tank Davis? Yeah. That's a hard question, man. I, I'm not in that situation. That's a hard Just situation. Keep him at a distance all I got a coach right? for that. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that because he can close distance. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not that easy to yeah. keep him at a distance, right? That's, that's, I mean, that's different. Can he can, can he be dissuaded if you crack him hard? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think he. You know, just like anybody else, he's yeah. a human. You know, just like anybody else. But you know. Th- the thing that people don't give Tank credit for is his defense. Defensively, the, the dude is good. He's pretty sound. And he keeps yeah. himself, and that's that's what makes him dangerous. He's able to defend and keep himself in position to whack you. Mm. How good is Devin Haney? Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't say he's the truth, as most people would say. Okay, no, the reason why I, I snickered is because, like, 
I do. I think he's good. We just don't know. We just don't know. We just don't know yet. It, I just feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of more questions to be answered. Yeah. There, there's a lot of things to to fill in. And I'm not saying he's not a bad fighter. I'm just not saying he's not. He's, he's dude, not he's the greatest. Bad, he's a badass. We, we, we just don't know yet. Yeah. Okay. The heavyweight championship is going to go down between Deontay Wilder, the former WBC champion, of course, a guy from from another guy like from Omaha, Nebraska, where's he from? Montgomery, oh, Alabama. He's Montgomery, from, Alabama. He's from Alabama. Okay. Anyway, he can sell nineteen tickets maybe to his family. Outside of that, eh, he doesn't sell too many he's tickets. A bigger draw than that. Uh, him and Tyson Fury are going to hook it up a third time. Okay. Um, why would anything? Why should be anything? Why should be? Why should this fight be any different than the first two? If you if you were if you were Deontay Wilder. From Deontay Wilder, yeah. well, he has a new sense of confidence, a new sense of team, so that's that's new revenue. After getting your ass whooped for 19 rounds, hey, I'm just trying to make a fair square for him. <laughs> 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 he got some new team, a new relationship, and a new coach, so maybe he got some new energy flowing in to where he feel like he may be able to change the ties of the fights. Do you know who Malik Scott is? That's his new trainer, yeah. Malik Scott. He knocked out Malik Scott. It was a fixed fight. Everybody said it was a tank fight when uh, Deontay Wilder fought Malik Scott. And of course, they sort of. I think that was somewhere in Puerto Rico or something like that. So it smelled. If there had been an athletic commission, we'd have been smell- talking about that one yeah. afterwards. Um, so let me talk about the other fighters in, in, in the 135-pound division. Who stands out right now at 135 besides Tiafimo Lopez? This Cambosis guy doesn't have a shot, does he? I don't think so. No? No. I don't really know too much about Cambosis, to be brutally well, honest yeah, with yeah. you. But um, from what I've seen and from what I've did my little homework on him, I don't think he pits up a fair enough fight to beat Tiafimo Lopez. Could Tiafimo Lopez beat the Lomachenko that fought last week? Yes. You think so, yes. Eddie? I think so. Wow. He's that good, huh? I Yeah, I think He's so. He's focused. He's more focused than I. Like, you know, the, than the, the thing is, there is a lot of punches uh, that Tiafimo was coming back, counter shots that he was just missing with, you know, in the first fight. And I think, you know, with the gained confidence, he's going to catch him this time. Well, on that, I want to say thank you, Mr. Stephen Johnson. The very best of luck to you as far as your future is concerned, both in and out of the ring. We wish you the very best of luck. Without a doubt, you're a classy young man. You're hooked up with this guy here. I got a lot of respect for him. He knows that. We've had our differences over the years, but he's the greatest guy in the world when it comes to being in your corner. I mean that on boxing and in life. Eddie Croft's a guy. Anyway, primetime Eddie Croft, I give you your props. Thank you so much for spending some time with me always, man. Right on, Pedro. All right. Thank you. Eddie Croft, primetime Eddie Croft and Stevie Johnson here in the studios here at Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV. Back after the break. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC. The World Boxing Council.
airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Now, more Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council, right here on Sports Byline. Check it. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA, of course, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. You can check out their website, their interactive website at WBCBoxing.com. That's WBCBoxing.com. Larry Merchant has lost his voice. Somebody said, where's Larry Merchant in the last couple of weeks? He's got laryngitis. So he's not feeling the greatest, but he, I mean, not he's feeling, he can't talk. <laughs> so Larry Mercer has been silenced for a bit because of laryngitis. We wish him the very speediest recovery, no doubt about that. Him and the God Mama down there in Santa Monica, California. So we hope to have Larry back in the next week or so. Bottom line is pound for pound, 
nobody's better than the retired HBO godfather as far as his spin on boxing is concerned. I'm talking about the retired HBO godfather, Mr. Larry Merchant. Of course, he's my, my man, no doubt about that. He's been my buddy since April 15th, 1985. Get this. After the Hagler-Hearns fight, <clears throat> I'm in the press room, and I'm, like, blown away. I'm in the press room, like, it's like, you know, what this, that fight they had, that first round especially. But the three-round fight is over with, and Marvin Hagler's about to come in, and, and Larry Merchant walks over to me and says, could you believe it? Could you believe it? And from that point forward, we've been partners. That was April 15th, 1985. Man, the Godfather. Well, my name is Pedro Fernandez. I hope you've enjoyed another episode of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, we are a two-hour show on Sunday, Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific, on this 2 p.m. East time. Live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio Channel 217, and a plethora of other internet channels. I want to thank my in-studio guests, Primetime Eddie Croft of B Street Boxing in San Mateo, California, and Stevie Johnson, the United States Featherweight Champion. So next time, my name is Pedro Fernandez, and this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, a Sports Byline production. So-